Hello, hello, my let's keep it real people. You know, every single week that I produce this podcast, I get so freaking excited. Whether it's live or recorded, I am blown away by the people in this world that are really making a powerful, positive difference. And they're coming at it from so many different angles. This young lady that you are about to hear, Holly, is just incredible. How she deals with sobriety, anxiety, and depression, and helping others in the world with humor through her books and her illustrations, Just Peachy, It's just incredible. I had so much fun talking to this young woman and I was so inspired. I didn't want to end the podcast. I kept thinking, oh no, the time is up, the time is up. Just an incredible young woman. I can't wait for you to listen to this podcast. I can't wait for you to share it. And please, you know how grateful and it really matters that you rate it. And you tell us what you want and you go on social media and please shout it from the rooftops of how you can share this podcast or look up Holly. It makes such a difference. And we are truly grateful when you support us on Patreon and thankful for all your suggestions. You've just been so great to us. The Let's Keep It Real people, man, are just incredible. So I know personally, I am very appreciative. I have been speaking the last few times that I have two slots open for new corporate or individual clients. I will be closing that out soon. But if you're interested, please feel free to reach out on the website or on social media and we'll get back to you. And besides that, I love you guys. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. Be confident, bold, and courageous in who you are, and be sure to tell your story. This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston, your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all over the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life, and as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. Take a deep breath in, chill, relax. This is going to be a lot of fun. My let's keep it real people. I've been waiting and waiting to get this young lady on. Okay, it's not been that long, but I'm very, very excited to have Holly Chisholm on. I hope I said it right. If not, she'll correct me. Before I bring her on, though, let me tell you a little about her, because she is freaking crushing it, and she's awesome sauce, and I just, I don't even know her, but I just like everything she's putting out in the world. Holly is the author and illustrator of, oh my God, incredible, just peachy comics. Do you know how much I love that saying? Just peachy. Love it. A comic series about finding the humor in depression, anxiety, and sobriety. Already, it's a go. Humor in it, I'm there. She started Just Peachy in 2017 and has since published two books and has over, here you go, 85,000 followers on Instagram. She currently lives in Phoenix, Arizona. Love Arizona. With her boyfriend, Matt. Boston Terrier 
bubbles and hairless. <laughs> oh my God, hairless cat coma. My son and husband want a hairless cat so bad, but we already have five cats. All right, Holly, welcome. Thanks so much for taking the time to be on. Well, thank you so much for that awesome intro. You really <laughs> hyped me up. <laughs> I feel like I just had a cup of coffee or something. Really? I know. By the way, I drink tea to try to calm me down, but I don't know. It doesn't do so well. I really am excited. I went on and, first of all, they recommended you from the publisher, Simon & Schuster and Skyhorse, that Sanyo really liked this young lady. And then I went on and saw your stuff. I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. But guess what? I didn't get, they usually send me the book. I didn't get your book yet. So oh, I'm no. like, I'm sorry. I normally have it before, but I did read through a lot of, you know, the previews of what it's about. So you can tell us people have to get it. It's so popular. It's in reprint. So that's all good stuff. But before we dive into that, Holly, I always ask every single guest, if you were going to think of a word that best describes your past 30 days, good, bad, or ugly, what would the word be? Oh, man. <laughs> uh Oh, man, I like that one. Oh, man. No, uh, I think it would be, like, cozy. I've just been really been staying inside, obviously, because of COVID. But it's also been the coldest winter in Phoenix, I guess, in the past, like, 50 years. So I've just been staying inside, (laughs) wearing a lot of sweatshirts and uh, cozy, you know, stuff and kind of keeping my head down. Wait a minute. Um, just by the way, just when you say you're staying inside, obviously, obvi- there are, there are people following that Holly. So I'm I, I know. <laughs> so I'm glad that you know you're you're on board here. And what do you mean by cold? Like how cold is it in Arizona? You're talking seventy. So I'm a well. During the day, it does get up in the seventies, but at <laughs> night it gets down. Like in the first thing in the morning, when I usually go for a walk, it's like in the forties and thirties. Okay. So it's yeah. like it's definitely chilly it's not like it's not like philly where i am yeah it's not like no 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 no. but (laughs) my friends in california complain the same thing they've been saying yeah it's been getting down to the 30s and 40s in the morning or at night and then it and then it goes back up so i like cozy do you have you do you have a fireplace because that would make it really cozy you know we do not because it is 115 in the summer and i think they just decided like <laughs> no this is not necessary for <laughs> yeah. anyone so yeah. yeah so i but if cozy sounds like a great word to me i mean i can tell you this i ask every single person and no one ever says the same word twice i always think someone's going to say joy peace love but i hear the greatest thing so i'm glad you're all cozy over there with bubbles and cosmo and matt yes. I, I forgot matt oh my goodness i gotta get matt in there <laughs> I know you're yes. telling me Bubbles, which I love that dog's name. He usually sits right by you. It makes him happy and cozy too. Yes. Uh, he's just like very cute little Boston Terrier pug with a lot of energy. Um, but it's actually she's actually a she. So when she's like not, I can't call her because I'm. Oh my uh, goodness. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, she like, she just is always everywhere and running around and crazy, or she's asleep. Those are her only two modes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, how old is she? She is three, almost. So. Okay, yeah, so she still has a lot of energy. All right. Yes. I have to ask you about the hairless cat, because I told okay. you we have five cats and a dog, but they've always wanted a hairless cat. We don't have one. I'm like, okay, we're stopping right now. But why the hairless cat? So, this is actually Matt's fault. So, I wanted a normal, quote-unquote, cat. Normal? <laughs> 
and uh, with hair, you know, and uh, he, <laughs> that he you can always, pet, <laughs> that you can pet, and they're fluffy. But he has always wanted a hairless cat because he, you know, he saw one one time, and it's like this is cool. They and are it, cool. it is not now that I have a hairless cat. I honestly can't recommend him enough. <laughs> like he's very because it's cold, or like he gets really cold really easy because he doesn't have fur, so he right. is very cuddly, and he will sit on you, he'll cuddle up next to you, and just very affectionate, very sweet cat. Um, And he's quite large. (laughs) He's, like, almost 15 pounds, so... Oh, yeah, he's a big one. Yeah, he's a big boy, so um, that's Cosmo. So, by the way, that's another cozy for you. Yes. Yeah. Something, Something I didn't know before I got a hairless cat is they actually do have hair. It's just really short. So it's kind of like velvety. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> I thought he was gonna feel gross and like, but he's actually very, you know, cozy and comfortable. So. Ah, well, listen, I'm an animal lover, but I didn't love cats, and my husband loves cats, and now I love my cats. You know what I mean? So it's all good. <laughs> yeah. You know, I love right. animals, right? And I love my cats. You know. So all right, let's switch gears here. I have to okay. ask, what? Although I could talk about this all day. I call I talk about nonsense and nothing forever. I'm good at it, the small talk. But what made you want to share your story? What made you want to tell your journey to others? Um, actually, I was kind of inspired by another comic artist, um, hmm. Josh Angle. He's on Instagram as well. Um, and I saw he was putting out a bunch of comics, really like about... Um, just a bunch of different things, but about, you know, depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. um, gender, gender identity. Um, and I felt like really inspired by the fact that he was able to do literally just like four panels and able to convey such specific emotions. <sighs> um, and I started it because my, I had just gone through a bad breakup. Um, I started seeing a therapist, um, because I was dealing with depression and anxiety and, like, a really stressful job at the time. And I realized I hadn't... I'd always loved art and I've been drawing forever, but um, I realized I had kind of fallen out of the habit. And I knew it was something that brought me joy. So I decided to start doing comics kind of similar to Josh Engel and... um, just have it be like kind of a daily thing that I would only spend like 10, 15 minutes on a day. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's kind of expanded. Now I t- it takes longer and I don't put out as much. Like I don't do it every single day. But um, yeah, it was just a way to kind of write down my feelings, kind of like a journal. Yeah. Yeah. But like a visual journal. And I felt like sharing it is important because. Um, it just gets it out there so it's not like trapped, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, in my brain and um I don't know. I guess I'm not so scared to share my feelings. Maybe it's just because I grew up where everyone's sharing everything all the time like on Twitter oh. and Facebook and Yeah, yeah. Uh, um But yeah, and I think it helps people like to see that someone else is going through the same thing as them. So that's kind Absolutely. of how I viewed it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I have so many questions to pull from that. But the first one is, yes, about the four panels. I think it's amazing how you can just portray this whole story and emotion. And I'm sure it takes a long time, though, right? I mean, like, how do you take all that and you put that one comic out and you go, 
oh my God, but you're telling me, when you say you spend 15 minutes on a day, how long does it take to produce like one comic? Um, Is it, it that quick? Oh, okay. So if I'm drawing it by hand with pen and paper, it takes like 15 minutes. If it's uh, you know, a digital drawing, I, I draw on my iPad. Um, that yeah. takes longer. That will take maybe an hour to two hours, depending on how long it is. Yeah. Um, and the ideas, like, I'm not, like, sitting and thinking of ideas. They just kind of come to me when yeah. I'm doing other stuff. So yeah. it's not like I have to plan mm. a bunch. <laughs> no, it's uh, all inspired, which is exactly what you want to do. They teach courses and courses and courses on this. Like, when you're in that inspirational mode, that creative mode, then go for it. You know, that's when you write. Right. That's when you do your art. I mean, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, when you're, you can see the difference. And I can feel the difference. And I can see it in your stuff. Like, I was sitting there, and my son's like, Mom, what are you doing? I'm like, look at this. And I'm giggling. Look at this thing. Look at it. And I was looking at your prints, and I was looking at your mugs. I'm like, ooh, ooh I like this one. I like this one. So, anywho, made me laugh and giggle. And I'm all about that because I think I've used that my whole life humor in a different way holly to deal with stressful situations or anxiety it just makes me feel so much better to laugh and smile so you let's back up here a little bit you said that after your breakup you went to see a therapist about what age were you let's see that was 2017 so i was about 25 years old Mm -hmm. um and i had been in that relationship for i think two and a half years yeah moved out to la (laughs) So I just moved to LA. Yeah. So, and we were starting our lives together and then it just like didn't work out. Uh, so, and then I'm like living alone in LA. I had to switch apartments in like less than a week and just like very stressful starting a new job, just like all this stuff at once. Yeah. Uh, And it it was just a lot of pressure. It's a lot. But where, where, where did you grow up? I grew up in Austin, Texas. Okay. So. so you left the family in Austin, Texas, moved out to California. Now, did, was it his idea to move to California? He was already living there. I'm kind of like a, not a world traveler, but definitely have lived in a variety of places. So okay. at the time, like I was dating him long distance, living in Ohio, because <laughs> oh, okay. I was w- working in Ohio. And then I really wanted to move to LA. Uh, and so ended up moving out there to live with him and... uh yeah, and I still like I still enjoy living in LA even though he wasn't there. Like that was yeah. my ultimate goal is to move there because I had worked there before um and wanted to get back. So Okay, um, so now I have yeah. more questions here. So where wait a okay. minute. So now you're in Arizona. So how did you get there? Okay, I can give you the full the full timeline is I moved <laughs> from Texas to Georgia. Okay. Georgia was for college. Okay. And then I had a brief stint where I switched colleges and moved to Arizona. That's a whole other story. Okay. Uh, but I only lived in Arizona for a year, and then I moved back to Georgia to finish up college. And then... All uh, right. Yes. And that's when I met Matt, actually, living in Arizona. So, so then I moved from Georgia to Ohio, and then from Ohio to L.A., and then from L.A. to Phoenix, where I live now. And I've lived here for three years now. Woohoo! <laughs> yes, finally settling down, I feel like. But uh, it seems like you're okay with change because if you're moving that much, you're someone that accepts different and meeting new people. Yes, yeah. I think it's, um, I've always been, at least since I've moved out, 
kind of a minimalist because they kind of you kind of have to be to move that much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. so I I don't have that much stuff to move. Although now that I've been here for three years, it's starting to accumulate. And <laughs> yeah. if we ever do move again, which we probably will, uh, it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> so okay, I, side thing, but it's just driving me crazy. Have you ever? Probably not. But have you ever heard of the show Hot in Cleveland? I haven't. Bugger. All right, well, you got to look it up and get back to me because I want to know if Ohio is really that way. All right. It makes uh, it... Go ahead. <laughs> it probably is. I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly, but yeah. All right, well, Cincinnati... this is... The, the, yeah, you got... First of all, I think you would really enjoy it. it it's with, you know, four women, and I'm not going to tell you more, but Betty White's in it also, but it's amazing. It's funny. It was on for six years. I never saw it, but, you know, now that we're inside more, <laughs> Netflix has been a friend at night. Anything that makes me yes. laugh. And these women are hoot. You would love them and their journey. And it's called Hot in Cleveland. But it, they make it look like it's not the same as L.A. So they came from L.A. and ended up there. But they make it like, okay, they can age. Men are more accepting of you. It's not the same. You don't have to you know, dress the same and look the same. I don't know. Do you it, get that impression? It's definitely more casual, I have to say. Like, um, And it's a lot more... At least in Cincinnati, where I was living, it's more corporate. So, like, Procter & Gamble is where I worked there. And um, it's just <laughs> completely different than L.A. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, it's, I realized I've really only lived in the South my whole life. And going up North, it was like, it really is. People are just different. I don't, yeah. I don't know how to explain it. No, yeah. Um, and then the Midwest hospitality kind of thing. Um, they have weird chili. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I love chili. Uh, I think it's so cool that you got to live and experience all these places in the United States. I mean, you don't really know what it's like until you live there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've just lived pretty much almost everywhere except like Pacific Northwest and yeah, yeah. Uh, New York. <laughs> yeah. But Have uh, you been to New York, though? I have, but it was Good. it was so short that I don't think it counts. <laughs> oh, okay. I love New York. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I'm the person that wouldn't want to live there, but I love going there. I live yes. in the suburbs of Philadelphia and I love it. Okay. Yes. So backing up when you said you're used to sharing and social media, I get that, but I do know a lot of young people that don't share and they put this persona on Holly. Like they want, they think they have to be a certain way on social media and they don't share as much. So did you grow up with a family that shared all the time? No, um, not wow. really. So, I mean, I guess there was, like, my mom was definitely more open with her emotions than my, my dad was, but um, it wasn't, like, super touchy-feely, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. I think may maybe it is just... I. I was always kind of the weird one at my school <laughs> growing okay. up. I went to a very small school and um how many so, people? Like thirty in my grade. So what? What? It, it was whoa, whoa, small. whoa, whoa. <laughs> Wait a minute. Was it a private school? Yeah, it was a private Christian school and um okay. so I was pretty sheltered, I would say, and I was definitely the weird one, like not very girly, kinda tomboyish mm -hmm. and um so I didn't really fit in super well. And I think because of that, part part of it was I feel like I just wasn't willing to change the way that I was to to fit in as much. Yeah, um, yeah. Good for you. Yeah. So I think maybe that's part of it too. Like I, I do see a lot of Instagram influencers where, you know what I, I've noticed is 
whenever people are taking photos of their house for Instagram, they hide all the cords. Like, they unplug everything, and they'll hide them. And I, it's just like, I look Wait at my house, and there's cords everywhere. Yeah. I never, first of all, I have to now look at these pictures, because I never <laughs> noticed that. Yeah. I, I, gotta, I guess I gotta hide my cords. I never thought no, you don't. that's what I just think is kind of crazy. It's like this whole setup life that, and persona yeah. and setup yeah. and time and like energy to hide cords. Like, yeah. And that's yeah, like, how what? much, yeah, how much else are they hiding in their life? Ooh, you know? ooh that's a book. Something yeah. to do with the cord. <laughs> don't hide the cord. I love that. Yeah. You got to get on that, Holly. That's a great one. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great example. Like, yeah, yeah, they're hiding the cord. What else are they hiding? Okay. Mm -hmm. so And and that's true because I I think, listen, social media is amazing. I've met so many cool, great people from around the world that I never would have met. And my social media friends are the bomb. I mean, I know I hear about all these other people. I don't know if I'm not friending them or I just don't notice them. But I really feel the ones that I've attracted are pretty cool. But that being said... I do know, especially maybe because I deal a lot with high school kids, mm -hmm. they feel as if they have to put portray this look and this angle and how they even sit and where they were. And it's not real. It's really not real. They're like, well, Miss Sandy, that's our portrayal on social media. That's what we have to show. I don't know if you've ever right. heard that. And then this is really who I am. But I can't show that on social media. I'm like... Yeah, I didn't have to do any of that, lucky me. You know, I'm so glad. But it doesn't sound like that really affected you at all. Well, I think part of it, too, is... So, I, like, never post pictures of myself. I think I just let my, my artwork speak for itself. So there's not this, like, super amount of pressure to present myself a certain Ooh, way. Oh, good, point, good um, point. But I do think, like, in my artwork and what I'm talking about, like, I just did a series about panic attacks and um it's so strange like half of the comments were saying like I didn't know that this was a panic attack like I've had these my whole life and I didn't realize wow. so just I know and it's just like being able to share something that people don't really talk about a lot of them were like I didn't know that it was a thing so I didn't think I could talk to anyone about it because I was embarrassed by it and I think wow yeah, so not being embarrassed to share that we all have, you know, bad yeah. days and problems. <laughs> like even Are you sure we all do, Holly? We yeah. sure? Yeah. Well, maybe maybe there's like one person that I don't know. But... That's why I was telling you I want to do something. Like, there's nothing wrong, damn it, really. There's nothing yeah. wrong. Right, okay. All right, so you said this. I got to get this or I have to pull it up. It's on your social media. You said it's a comic about panic attacks. Yes, it's a comic series. I did like six comics about it. Um, and where can they find that? I want to make sure because I know so many of my clients' kids, they said they think they're having them, but the same thing, they were embarrassed to tell their mom or dad. Yeah, and it can affect kids. Like I remember my first panic attack. I didn't realize it was a panic attack until much later in my life, but it was in second grade. Oh. And yeah, so I was like maybe 10. Mm -hmm. So. It's it's literally you know the trope of like breathing into a, a paper bag. Yes, on yeah, yeah, TV? yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Uh, but they never. It's so weird because I've seen that so many times, but it was never described as like having a panic attack. I always thought 
like the phrase panic attack meant like I'm just freaking out. Oh, like, I didn't, I didn't I gotcha. know. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like a physio like the physiological thing that happens to you where your yeah. adrenal gland starts producing too much adrenaline, and then you start having like you feel like you're gonna die, or like you yeah. feel like something horrible is gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that series is on my comics, which is just peachy comic on Instagram. Okay, good. Yeah. And they're, th- they're my most recent posts. Um, I also posted a guide. I guess Instagram has guides now. Um, so they're all collected there. Um, it's amazing what they've done since we've gone into quarantine, right? I know. <laughs> so many know. different things. Okay. So now in 2017, first of all, I love the title. Let's just go for that. I love the title. It's the most amazing title I've ever heard. Did I say that enough? about your (laughs) can you say it please tell the title of your latest book my latest book is my therapist told me to journal um because that's exactly what happened exactly exactly (laughs) to me yeah yeah so i need to know more about that first of all he or she you must really bond with this person she was great yeah my first therapist she actually was not a licensed therapist but she was just the one closest to me i googled her and she was there and- shut the front door <laughs> wait a yeah, minute she was great yeah well i don't think you have to have a license i, I mean that being said i know you should but i well, think she some- said she was like a counselor i guess is oh what okay you would call it so yeah well then you don't have to have a license and there no there's many counselors that are freaking amazing my son has a counselor he's been seeing since seventh or eighth grade and he loves the guy and he's amazing 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 so yeah. anyhow the counselor go ahead yeah she told me to journal and i so i have a history where i I used to like creative writing and stuff like that, and I still do enjoy writing, but it's not like, <laughs> it's not my passion. Like, if I'm going to be doing something creative, I would rather, um, I just felt like comics was the best way to go for me, because I've always kind of been doing little comics on the side. Yeah. And stuff like that, so, um, and journaling always just felt kind of self-indulgent. I don't know if that makes sense, but... Um, I just imagine something very dramatic with like yeah. a candle, like looking out into the distance, <laughs> uh, crying dramatically it. everywhere. So, um, and then I have journaled in the past and going back and rereading it, it was just so cringeworthy and horrible, which I, I guess you don't have to go back and reread your journal entries. So maybe I could just avoid that. But, um, that's, <laughs> okay. that's why I came up with the book is. I figured there was other people like me who don't like journaling, but still wanted to get their thoughts down in some way. Yeah, um, yeah. It was a little more creative and more visual and um, not so much writing oriented. Yeah, so. so you could, you have places that you can, I call it scribble scrabble. Mm-hmm. And draw, yeah. I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, I can relate. I, there are times when, I would just journal my thoughts, not because someone was making, but I would just, I'm someone that would just write and write and write to get my thoughts out. And it made me feel so much better. And whether it's good, bad, or ugly. But I also, as far as my journal, it doesn't take me like 
long. And sometimes there's just, I'm not a great artist, so I just do stick figures. It doesn't matter, right? I mean, I just make little stick figures and it makes me feel better and I can express myself. But I also call some of my errors just scribble scrabble. And if you went back and looked at it, it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense to me. So. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you don't have to be able to draw. I, <laughs> I'm literally working on a, uh, blog post right now about how, all right, it came out a while ago, actually. Sorry. Uh, basically you don't have to be good at art to be yeah. a comic artist. Um, there's a lot of people out there and oh. I'm not saying that they're bad artists, but it's just like, they're literally stick figures. Like XKCD is one of the most popular comics of all time. And they're just stick figures. <laughs> a lot of it, it's just like writing plus the visual is yeah. what makes it special. Yeah, um, yeah. So you're right. I didn't. I didn't think of that. You're, there, there are some comics that I think are cool. They're able to convey the message, like you, like you said. It's like wow, they got that all in just through the comic. But it's not like the artwork is extremely detailed on some of them. Okay, right. Mm -hmm. So all right, Holly, 2017. Up till then, like you said, you went to the therapist. She said you should journal. And you said you dealt with you know, depression, anxiety, and sobriety. And a lot was going on. The breakup, the job, the move, and all that. Before then, do you think you had issues, like you were dealing with the same issues, but you didn't know it? Or did it hit you all of a sudden? I definitely think I had dealt with some of it before. Like my panic attacks happened many years before, or, like, several years before my breakup, so I had, I had been dealing with some of that, um, especially, so when I turned, like, 21, I started drinking more, and I think that definitely impacted my mental health. Yeah, um, yeah. Just for reference, so there's a character in my comic called Depression, <laughs> and he's just, like, this dark, uh, blob character that I, I love it. draw. I've been drawing that for over, since I was in, like, high school, so I definitely think there was some sort of feeling of, like, uh, sadness or yep. something. Yep. Uh, I, I don't know that I was super depressed in high school um, or anything like that, but there was definitely the feeling of sadness that I would get from time to time, like, melancholy. Um, but yeah, definitely when I was, you know, around 21... <laughs> It started getting worse and worse. So, um, yeah, I don't know what the rest of the question was. Uh, no, that's okay. You you felt it, which you answered it perfectly. Is that well? First of all, everyone. I don't. If you are a high school kid, you know what I mean, and you don't feel some type of anxiety, stress, depression at different points, or melancholy, you're not human. You know what I mean? Like right, everyone right. feels that. So you were just you know a normal kid. And you were expressing yourself in different ways. But as you got older and the shit hit the fan, as I call it, it just built up in you. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's, yeah. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like it, it was like, okay, it was fine until this point. And then, you know, when all this stuff happened, it just magnified it. It definitely, yeah. High school was, I mean, definitely a struggle for me. Um, I was able to make a few more friends because I switched from a small private school to a huge <laughs> public school. Oh. Um, but I felt like the classes were more stressful. So um, I, I've been diagnosed with ADD, um, but 
I've never been medicated for it or anything like that. So I think high school, (laughs) especially things like math and science, I just, I had to work really hard at um, school to, I also put a lot of pressure on myself because I think I'm kind of a perfectionist. Mm. Um, So I was really trying to get good grades and, you know, really focus on school um, but it was a struggle, like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I had to get a math tutor and, and things like that, so, um, and even then, I, like, barely passed. <laughs> you know what, so. I, I, I was just, I had a professor on my podcast a few weeks ago, and she was saying that, you know, yeah, some kids just don't want to do the work, but you either have a math brain or you don't, and she was saying how her kid didn't have a math brain, and she felt so bad that we put pressure that you have to get great grades in everything because it takes away from all the other areas you do well, you know? It it really is baffling because, I mean, I was very obviously interested in art and writing. Like, those yeah. were my two big things. And then my the school requires you to take four years of math. Yep. <laughs> uh, and I don't know. It does seem like it's... It would almost be like forcing everyone to take a poetry class. It's like, why? Yeah. Like, I, it, it's math... Like, calculus, when you get into calculus, it's, like, kind of math for the sake yeah. of yeah. math. <laughs> and uh, I don't know that it's super useful at that point, so... Um, yeah, depending on what career you're going to... You know, yeah. I'll share a little story, but since he has a different last name, it doesn't matter. My son, who I was telling you is in a smaller private school, because uh, yeah. he wants to, you know, go to art school. But mm-hmm. he still has all the curriculum and has to do math. Similar issues... And he came down the other day and he was like having a panic attack because he was in math because mom, I don't understand what they're saying. I'm getting overwhelmed. I'm trying so hard. And, you know, I calmed him down. He did his breathing. I said, it's okay. It's all right. You're going to be fine. Let's talk because I don't think he's being tutored enough because he definitely needs math to. But I said, I don't care what you get. I know we have to get through and I'm sad that we have to do that. You know what I mean? But it, he said, mom, it takes away from my entire day, you know, knowing that I have to go into math where all the other classes, like he loves being in, you know, political science and discussing that and discussing the world and all and history and all English. He, but put him math and science. It's the same. I got to hook him up with you, Holly. No, but he's like, (laughs) no, I'm going to definitely turn him on to your stuff because he'll be so inspired. His brain, like he comes down, you should see him. He's like a totally different kid. And then he goes into art class or poli- and he goes back on track. And so I'm going right. to actually have a meeting with them and say, come on, something's got to change. He's like, mom, you can't change the system. I go, watch me. <laughs> something's <laughs> got to, something, right? It just, like I get that they got to be able to do basic math, but look at, look at, you can see what they're doing. Look at the panic. Look how he's struggling for hours just to get by. I yeah. mean, it, it just takes away from all the creative stuff. And it sounds like you experience the same thing. I think it's definitely possibly to the way that it's taught without any... So, like, uh, I took a statistics class, which is still math, and it's very difficult math, but because the teacher and the way that statistic is, is like a practical application of it, I think that was my biggest struggle, is I didn't understand the context of, like, why do I need to know you know, the area yeah. of this triangle. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. what is the point? Yeah, that's uh, what he said. He goes, yeah. they could apply it to how this affects the universe or how we can use it in the world or how we can... He goes, it would be so much easier to be yeah. able to go, okay, this is how... 
Oh my God, Holly! I think that's the main reason I'm having you on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think I think for creative people, it, it's it's there's always when you're making something creative, there's always like a why behind it and like a deeper yes. meaning. Yes. And so I yeah. think that there is that with math. I think it's there. It's just not explained very well. Um, yeah. And actually, like if uh, <laughs> I've found some people on YouTube just recently uh, that teach math in a very like different and engaging and like more fun way and I think now there's a lot of opportunity for young people to like learn not from the traditional you know out of the book read the book <laughs> it's, there's yeah, so many yeah. YouTube videos and stuff like that so it's a, an exciting time I think for people with ADD and people who learn differently yeah. and yeah um, yeah yeah I think you're right. There's more at their disposal that they can reach out to. So I think it is yeah. going to change. Okay. Yeah. Right now with your comics and what you're doing, what's the most exciting thing you're working on right now? Like what is like, oh my God, this is so fun. Is it the comics? Uh, I'm, I think the whole thing is just, I, I love writing books. And so I... My last two books were really fun. I've done books for the past two years. And so recently I've been kind of mulling around in my brain, like, what am I going to do for my third book? Gotcha. Um, so that's been really exciting to kind of think about and plan, like, what is that going to be? Um, the comics are always fun to make, but um, I'm also, I guess Instagram has the new reels thing, so more video. So I've been doing more kind of like semi-animated comics uh full animation takes forever so i haven't been doing that but just learning new things um, oh wow yeah yeah and um just the brand as a whole i feel like i've learned a lot from doing this this is like my side hobby but um like i've learned how to build a website and set up a store yeah. and write a book and <laughs> yeah you know, so it's been awesome just for me creatively to uh, just learn because I think learning is one of my favorite things to do yeah um, so that's been really great yeah and the fact when you said to me you know when someone reaches out to you and says I didn't know that was a panic attack that must be like so amazing for you to feel like wow I'm making a huge impact yeah I think also with my sobriety series so I've been sober for about a year uh and like three months now and I've literally had people message me and say like I'm trying to get sober because of you and that's like the biggest um, you gotta be kidding me <laughs> no that's like... oh my god like I know it makes me like want to tear up thinking about it because I'm just yeah. so like happy that like all of the challenges I went through and like all mm. this crap I had to go through yeah. Uh, if you share it with people and you like are open about it, you can help other people. Yeah. You know, and, and getting sober is the best thing I've ever done in my life. So, uh, wow. like being able to help someone else get to do like the best thing that they've ever done in their life is like really rewarding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To be on that journey with, oh my goodness. Yeah. So, did you reach out to any groups as far as? the sobriety did you do it on your own do you get a support system it's been a combination of different things so i um i've been doing a mindfulness meditation group for about a year now that's um specifically for sobriety oh um, 
yeah, I'm really lucky. There's one in my area, um, and unfortunately they don't have, like, it's not like AA where there's chapters everywhere, but there are mindfulness-based alcohol groups around. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing that. I read a lot of books, so Anne Grace is, like, the, <laughs> she's, like, the sobriety goddess. She wrote this series called This Naked Mind, um, and then there's another book, The 30-Day Alcohol Experiment. Okay. Um, and there's, like, a Facebook group for for both of those books, and there's, like, 100,000 people in there, so... Oh, cool. Um, that's also a good place to go and just read, like, people's stories about, you know, I was drinking this much, and now I'm sober. I've been sober for, you know, however long, and just yeah, see yeah. how it's changed their life was, like, a good way to start as well. Um but no, I have like I haven't been to. I went to one AA meeting. Um, I have a. <laughs> I was raised really religious, and so it just like didn't jive with me because yeah. I'm no longer in the church, and um, it just felt kind of strange. So yeah, that's why I'm going to this other like mindfulness meditation based group. Um, but obviously, it's going to be different for everyone. I know AA yeah. has worked for a lot of people. Yep, yep. Got to find so, what works for you for sure. Exactly. But I'm glad you told us about. It. And it, the name was Anne Grace, right? Um. Yes, Annie. Annie yeah. Grace. Yeah. Annie Grace. All right. Cool. All right. So, tell us about the word "should." I okay. I got to make sure I get some. Like I could talk to you forever, but I want to make sure I get some of these tips in. Let go of the word "should." Yes. Uh, so this is something that I've learned in my mindfulness group, actually. So we are constantly judging ourselves. Um, and I, I catch myself doing this like hundreds of times a day where I'll say like, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. So mm-hmm. it could be like, I should be exercising more. I, you know, I should be drawing more. I should be, um, you know, doing whatever. So yeah, yeah. It, And it's the least helpful thing in the world because it's basically you're just judging yourself and uh, it makes you not want to do it. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah. uh, Resentful. Yeah. Yeah. It's like resentful and uh, it's, you shouldn't, again, there it is, the word should. (laughs) Yeah, it just shows up everywhere, and it's a yeah. judgment. And yeah. if you want to do something, then you want to do it. So, like, yeah. with my drinking, I use this in as, as an example. I kept saying, like, well, I shouldn't drink. I shouldn't drink. And it's like, of course yeah. I know I shouldn't. Um, But once I had to change my thoughts about it, it'd be like, I don't want to drink. Right? Because you can't... Like, the example I always give is, like, let's say you really hate bananas. Like, you hate the way they taste, they hate the way they smell, uh, hate everything about them. No one can force you to eat a banana, right? Like, there's no willpower involved with not eating a banana if you don't like them. And that's that's how you have to think about addiction, is, is you realize, like, alcohol... It used to serve me, it used to help me, but now there's nothing I like about it. Like, it gives me hangovers, it makes me fight with my spouse, it makes me, you know, not live up to my expectations. And so it's not about I should quit drinking, it 
needs to change to like I want to quit drinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Huge. And yeah. And so if you, you know, if you actually truly like hate this behavior, then you won't even be tempted to do it because you know you don't like it. <laughs> you don't want to do it. Like it's, yeah. it Yeah. No one that hates bananas is tempted by bananas, right? So um that kind of mentality and not judging yourself so much. I'm so glad you said, because I was actually interviewing some other woman who was a therapist, and I know about the word should, da-da-da-da-da, and she caught me saying it. And that's why I said to people, it's okay, you know, because you're human, but at least just be more aware of it. And she's like, are you going to cut that out because of what you do and that you shouldn't say should? I go, no, I'm not going to cut it out because sometimes you, it just slips in there. You're not even aware of it. You know, it, just being mindful of it. Exactly. It's and it's not about like you shouldn't say should. It's like just, <laughs> just no, you know, just notice it. Like um, notice when you're judging yourself, and it's not like you have. Obviously, you're. There's always going to be times when you're, you know, you think of it and you you're yeah. judging yourself. So it's not yeah. like trying to be perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just another should. Like I should yeah. never say should. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. We do that too. I find a lot of people that are not, I call us knowledge seekers or self growth. Sometimes we're the toughest on us. I should know better. Don't I know that? I got right. that. I learned that. And that's just ridiculous. And I teach even um, my kids to say, I'm not perfect, but I'm awesome. You know, I'm not perfect, but I'm amazing. You know, so that they can get off of this perfection. I find it a lot, Holly, with. I, I don't know, because I deal a lot with art students. Sometimes they're just so tough on themselves and they keep throwing stuff away that I think, oh my God, this is incredible. Because they're such perfectionists. I don't know how to help them with them. If you have any advice for me, for them. I did just read a book called um, There's Nothing Wrong With You, (laughs) Uh, which was super helpful. It, It is a lot about that judgment and perfectionism where we've been conditioned to just um, constantly be judging ourselves because at, when we were kids, it's like, you know, that's how we survived basically was learning what in, what is acceptable and what is not to certain people, mm-hmm. which is useful, but it's also, it can be harmful because we learn something at a super young age and it doesn't really serve us when we're adults. Yeah. So that's like, true. And ex- yeah. So, um, that's something I would suggest. And then also specifically for artists, um, like, like number one rule I set for myself when I started the comics was just like, just put something out there. Like you can't, uh, it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be like a hundred percent there. Uh, and the real way to get good is just put something out there. And put a lot of things out there. Like, uh, the example I always give is the Beatles. Do you know how many songs the Beatles have written? I don't know. How many? I know a lot. It's over 500. So, so wow. like, you know that they have, like, a lot of really good songs. Maybe, like, 20, 30 really popular good songs. But they've written 500, you know, stink bombs, basically. Like, yeah. no one knows yeah. these other works. But because they were so prolific, now they're, you know this iconic uh, group. Same with Beethoven. Beethoven wrote like a thousand symphonies. (laughs) So it's just, 
crazy. Yeah. You know what? Um, it re- it, you got to just keep reminding you because we know it logically, but you have to just keep reminding yourself of it and surround yourself with people that inspire you to do this because we, we always hear about how many light bulbs, you know, did he have to, you know, work on before he discovered electricity. We get it. You know, you don't right. hear about all of them, but you got to keep reminding yourself of it. Put it out there. Lots out there. You never know what's going to hit. Especially, you know, what you were saying, you don't even sit there and you're not thinking for hours on it. You're inspired and then you go and do it. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, if it's making you happy and inspiring you, you never know. That's enough. And if it inspires another person, that's amazing. So it's all good. I love that. Okay. Experiment with your life. Question everything and take notes. Did you do yes. that, Holly, all the time? <laughs> it's, I've been trying to incorporate it more in my life. Um, that Again, this is, comes back to the mindfulness thing. So I think a lot of times uh, um, we'll try to make a change in our life. First of all, we usually try to make like 10 changes. We're like, I'm going to be eat healthy and I'm going to exercise and I'm going to quit smoking and I'm going to stop drinking like all at once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it just doesn't work uh, because... Um, kind of like the scientific method, you have to, you can't change the variables all at once. You got to change them one at a time. And, uh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) So that's something, uh, basically the idea is like, I'll give you an example. So I have always loved drinking coffee, like big coffee drinker. And I just thought like, I'm a coffee drinker. I drink coffee. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, then I started noticing with the mindfulness practices, like, if I had too much coffee, I would start feeling jittery and, like, not... I would feel bad, like, physically. Yeah. So, becoming mindful of how your body reacts to things uh, is super important, uh, and then keeping note of it. So, I tried this little experiment where it's like, I'm going to quit coffee for a week, you know, and just not drink it. Mm. Let me tell you what... <laughs> When you cut it out, first of all, you get like a three-day headache that doesn't go away, and then and then uh, if you go without it and then try to drink a cup of coffee again, you feel terrible. <laughs> it's Ooh. very interesting. So it's like uh, your body just gets used to these things, but then you you question like, am I actually what am I actually getting out of this, right? So yeah. for me, what I found with coffee is like I don't actually need to drink that much coffee in fact like you know it might be good to cut it out completely and like switch to tea or something so yeah um running experiments in like short quick experiments uh even if it's like a week long yeah that i mean that's what ann grace uh kind of touts in her book too the 30-day alcohol experiment it's just like just be curious and like interested and challenge your assumptions that you hold about something so you know do i can i go without alcohol for 30 days and then taking notes about it is like noticing like how do i feel yeah when i don't drink versus when yeah. i do drink and yeah. and that's the big catalyst for change because when you realize like oh this actually doesn't feel very good then you can actually make that change and be like what feels better for me yeah yeah Um, I think that's really important right now because (laughs) I can tell you, even my friends who weren't big drinkers, they're drinking a lot more wine. 
because yes, that's, yeah. that's how they're socializing. And I'm not saying it's an issue, but I'm saying that it's creeping up. They'll tell me like, okay, I'll admit it was one. Okay, it was not one, it was two. Okay, it might've been three. And it happened, you know, now it's, you know, one night, two nights, and it's because they're doing virtual Zooms or that's how they're doing right. their socialization or that's how they're dealing with what's going on in the world. I think it's a good time right now to do what you said. Like, let's just take 30 days here and how would we feel if we replaced it with something else? Like, you should see me. I look like a crazy person because I have, when I'm doing this, my glass of wine. I have it filled halfway. Then I put my sparkling water. I have to have sparkling water. I put fruit <laughs> in it. I put fruit in it, Holly. It makes me happy, all right? I put blueberries. No, that's great. Strawberries. And then I have my herbal tea with whatever, ginger, honey. And You that's sound how- just like me. You have, I literally have three drinks right now. Do you well? really? <laughs> yeah. Because when I go out, people think I'm a wackadoo. They're like, do you want a fourth? And I'm like, it makes me bow. Well, at first I used to start it because I, I was always the designated driver. And then I didn't want my, because I only like red wine, my teeth to get stained. So I would drink the water. And now it's my way of being. Like even, I haven't cut out coffee though. You are inspiring me to do that. I don't drink that much, but I go, here's my half a cup of coffee. Here's my big herbal tea. Here's my, you know, club soda. So what are you drinking right now? Well, so I still do drink some coffee. I'm not... (laughs) Okay, good. I'm feeling better over here. All right. Yeah. I just notice, like, if I have more than one cup, I'm, like, kind of jittery. So I try not to do that. But I I do have coffee right now. I have a Fresca. (laughs) Yeah. And and I have a, a big jar of water. So I have, you know... I have all of my liquids next to me. <laughs> you know, I didn't even know they, I, I never, I haven't heard of Fresca in so long. It's, I haven't had Fresca in a few years and I just was like, this is delicious. Why have I stopped <laughs> drinking this? I wanted something without caffeine in it that was a little more uh, exciting than sparkling yeah. water. Although I do right. love sparkling water, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I get my sparkling waters from Trader Joe's, like the pink grapefruit one or whatever. Mm. Not, not too sweet, but like just different light flavors. And then I always throw fruit in it. It makes me smile. Like even my tea, my, I wish you could see my mug. It says cup of joy. Everything has to inspire me. My, my coffee mug says... What am I telling my crew? Which means, what you know, what am I telling my brain cells? But whatever. Oh, nice. It, yeah, it says, what am I telling my crew? Like, what am I feeding? What thoughts am I feeding my brain? But anyhow, it, I love that you do that. And it, it inspires you. And it makes you happy. And I'm all about, like you said, like, not I shouldn't drink, but I don't want to. And what right. do, and I, but I always say to people, okay, so what do you enjoy drinking? What could you have, you know, to replace that because even I'm the simplest study. I don't know if you ever heard of the apple and the pear study where they tell people, you know, don't think of apple, don't think of apple, don't think about, and you just think of an apple. And then they said, (laughs) instead you think of the pear. It sounds so simple, but it does work. You know, you think of the pear and now you, you know, you're focused on the pear. All right. We got to get to this because we're running out of time here and I have so much more I want to get in, but combine two things that you're just pretty good at together and make something incredible. You need to tell me more about that. Okay, so this is kind of, I think that the creator of Dilbert said this. I'm not sure. I can't find the quote anywhere. But he was talking about Oreos and how (laughs) an Oreo, if you take the parts like apart and just eat them separately, it's kind of disgusting. Yeah. (laughs) But if you put them together, it's like two mediocre things come together to make this delicious cookie. 
Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how I view anyone starting a creative endeavor is like, you don't have to be the best at one thing. It's like, if you're okay at two different things and you combine them together, then, mm. then it becomes special. So like for me, my drawing is okay and my writing is okay and I combine them together to make comics, right? And and that's plus, and then it's comics plus mental health. So yeah, being able to choose a specific niche to talk about or a specific thing to focus on um, really helps make something special. Um, I love that. And, so, I, and you yeah. know what? I know so many people that have done that. And I'm like, oh my God, they put their two talents together and it's incredible and it's amazing, you know, and it, it fits them and it fits their personality. And it's, for me, it's so much fun to see it develop too. You know, when you see people starting out with all the new, there's so many new businesses out there, Holly, right? Because of having right. to work from home. But it's also that entrepreneurial the, a mindset that I love and that people are creating the most amazing things that they never would have taken time to create. And it's just so much fun to watch. Right. All right. It is. And Holly, I just want to say, this has been magical. It's everything <laughs> I wanted to, to be. I was so excited to interview you. But before we go, I have a few things. It's called rapid fire. I just ask you some fun things. Cool beans? Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> I'm just a silly girl trying to make a, you know, smile on my face. Here we go. Favorite color? Oh, I guess peach. <laughs> Oh my god, duh. Okay. Favorite food? Ugh, I love all Asian food. So oh. Chinese food, probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Favorite food. All right. What would one of your, not your best, not your perfect, one of your favorite days look like from morning to night? What would you do? I would probably get up, meditate, draw, and then draw the rest of the day. <laughs> probably go for a run and then eat healthy food and uh watch anime before going to bed okay <laughs> all right okay. so let's dive into that because this is a house filled with anime because of my son i'm now watching hunter hunter oh what? it's so good <laughs> sorry don't yeah all right all right so I'm, I'm like midway through i'm addicted to it before that we watched Oh, God, name some of your animes that you've watched. Okay. Uh, I mean, Death Note is obviously number yeah, one. Yeah, watch that. Yep, watch that. R recently, Demon Slayer is, like, great. I've been watching Haikyuu. Haikyuu is a volleyball anime, which I never would have thought I would enjoy, but it's been awesome. And Okay. I think it's becoming more socially acceptable. I've, I've pretty much always liked it since high school, and I think... <laughs> Yeah, I'm still a little like I real realize it's not for everyone, but I enjoy pretty much every anime there is. So, <laughs> so wait, one of my favorite was was there something with um, God, what, what did we watch before Hunter Hunter? It's something with JoJo or something. JoJo, oh man, yeah, that's number one <laughs> for <Okay>. sure. <laughs> so my son is very into anime, and is it called manga? Is that how you say it? Books? Uh, I think it's manga or manga. manga. I don't know. Manga, yeah, it's manga. <laughs> I don't know. He's going to kick my butt. But so he's been in that for his whole life. But the same thing. He didn't really tell that many people. But now the group he's in, they play D&D. And he's yes. one of the dungeon masters. So and that group seems to really like anime. So that's I mean, cool. Billie Eilish just wore a Jojo shirt the other day. So you know what? 
I think it's mainstream enough now yeah. that it's yeah. safe to yeah. talk about, and so I'm ex- trying to get my friends into it. So, um, okay, yeah. so this older woman has a JoJo T-shirt. <laughs> Love yes. it. Yes. So there you go. All right, now, hobby. Is there anything else that you like doing in your free time, or is it really art? Is there anything else you do? I have. I am a collector of hobbies. This is my problem. I literally just bought a kiln and a pottery wheel the other day, oh. and so I tried to get into pottery. Uh, I love bicycling and exercising. Um, so, no, that's good. It's good. You'll never get bored. No, I. It's impossible. I can't. Yeah. We no. also do Dungeons and Dragons as well. So, oh, do you? Yes. So, who do you play with? My brother and his friends over Discord, so... Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, I know all about the Discord. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is great. I think it's great because you find people with common interests, so... Yes. It's pretty cool. Okay, something that they may not know about you that you can share. Could be silly, could be silent, could be private. Like, I know you're pretty revealed to us. Is there something about you that you can tell us that most people may not know? Oh, geez. Like um secretly you know make mango juice i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i that was random because i just uh i guess this is kind of weird we're planning on getting chickens hopefully and like wanting to raise chickens so (laughs) i don't know when it's gonna happen but i have not revealed the chickens yet yeah Uh, but (laughs) that's gonna uh, be cool yes i'm very excited uh Which That's is an exciting kind of thing. Fresh eggs, there's nothing like them. Mm. Fun fact, I feel like, I think I just learned that I might be allergic to eggs, so we'll see how that goes, oh. but I still oh. want chickens, so. <laughs> you could give them to the neighbors. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Okay, so when I say the word universe, what does it mean to you? <sighs> I guess just everything universe yeah. everything yeah just yeah e- everything <laughs> i don't know uh not marvel i marvel universe marvel dc <laughs> you really expanded are, universe. Are, you, are you really into the marvel dc universe that's funny you know this is gonna be a secret fact i am not i actually actively dislike most of the movies so i just i, I won't bring it up because i know they're very popular i enjoy doctor strange because I liked the special effects. Okay, Holly. But- so you do not know how much we this family has in common with you because this is all I listen to about <laughs> how they're not well done, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So same mindset. You can share it. I get it. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hear the same thing over here So with my husband and my son. So I understand. Well, that's all the time we have. Oh, oh I know no. everyone's going to be sad. <laughs> It was so fun. I will definitely stay in contact with you. I have so many more questions for clients and friends that I want to ask you. And I know my Let's Keep It Real people have loved you. Tell them again how they can reach you. You can reach me at uh, Just Peachy Comic on Instagram. And then my website is JustPeachyComics.com. So those are the two places that I'm most active and there's most stuff going on. So check me out there. Cool. All right, my Let's Keep It Real people. I know you loved this episode. So please share, like, rate, whatever you're supposed to do. I'll be happy. Put a smile on our faces. Inspire people. Because it's all about them realizing you are a powerful, awesome, amazing individual. 
The power is inside you. You just got to let it out a little bit more because you're incredible. And anything I can do to help, I'm here to help. Until next time, you know what I'm going to say. Toodles. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.